I'm doing well, thanks. Uh, appreciate uh, appreciate having me on. Well, I appreciate you joining us. Let's get before we really get into the chunk of what you wrote. Let's kind of get the logistics out of the way. Um, the sure. article appeared on a site on a site called Brookland.com, which is a Stony Brook based website. Um, covers a lot of Seawolves athletics. Um, who are you? What's your background, etc. Sure. Um, so I am a Stony Brook graduate myself. Uh, I graduated back in 2011. Um, I've been covering Stony Brook athletics really since uh, I was an undergrad um, for student uh, media. And the site started actually back in 2012. It was mostly kind of a, a personal project as a way to kind of stay engaged with the program. And uh, obviously, I was a big fan for, for quite some time, but I have a journalism background. I went to the School of Journalism at Stony Brook. I worked as a journalist for many, many years. Um, and it's really kind of grown since then. It's ebbed and flowed. It's been, there've been people who've kind of come and gone and it's been, uh, again, mostly a, a personal project for uh, for a number of years. And so, um, you know, it's been quieter lately, uh, global pandemic that shut down sports, yep. will do that. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's, it's been, um, you know, eight years now, uh, going on nine. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, we, we, try to kind of do our due diligence in terms of journalism. You know, again, I mentioned I had worked for, for years as a journalist, um, but we do some kind of typical fan site things as well. We'll cover uh, games, big games here and there. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it's, it's been, it's been a fun project to, to be a part of for sure. The Kendall Ware story, her allegations were made public in late September of 2020 in an article with the Burlington Free Press. You wrote in your article yesterday that you've been kind of sitting on your own thoughts for now almost six months. Why did you not come out with this article much closer to the time when the original article came out? Yeah, um, a number of reasons. One, you know, I think I wanted to see how things played out, uh, you know, as you said, like the story was very fresh at the time. And I think, you know, the expectation by a lot of folks was that, you know, it would kind of trigger some degree of action, that there would be more digging, that there would be, you know, uh, investigative follow up. Um, and it could very well be that that effort is underway. I know that it's gotten some coverage on and off a little bit, but um, that was part of it. The other bigger piece, honestly, is, you know, I've always been very hesitant about covering other programs, especially, you know, as I mentioned before, the site is a Stony Brook fan site. You know, we cover Stony Brook athletics. We, I try to do it, you know, critically when it's warranted. Um, but I was concerned and I'm still very cognizant of the fact that, you know, uh, when a uh, a publication that is dedicated to covering a rival program uh, says something critical about another school, it adds a layer of um, uncertainty about the motivations, it colors the reporting. Um, and it was something that I struggled with um, even yesterday, you know, in, in writing the post, um, I struggled with, you know, how that would come across. And I know that some people are gonna dismiss it offhand for that reason, and that's understandable. Um, and, you know, I, like I said, I, you know, I think it's an, an important issue. And I think that was part of what uh, triggered me to write it. And, you know, as I, as I opened with the piece, it's something that I have covered, uh, but, uh, you know, at uh, the America East level. Um, and so I, you know, I thought that, you know, my experience with dealing with these kinds of stories, um, you know, would at least lend some, some credibility. Um, yeah. So that's, yeah, in a nutshell. Yeah, you mentioned your own experiences covering Stony Brook and some uh, 
some obviously serious warts in their athletic department history as well. And so that certainly gave you a level of perspective on this. Um, You've been sitting on it for six months. Why was yesterday the day? Yeah, I I touched on this in the piece too. Um, You know, the, there are really kind of two stories uh, in this story. Um, There is the situation with Kendall Ware um, and her story. And it is a story that we don't yet know a lot of details on. I don't have much more information than what is uh, out there already and what's been out there for quite some time. And that is a piece that I think does deserve some kind of, um, you know, investigation and some kind of closure. Um, for me, though, the other kind of bigger piece is, you know, the what happened afterwards and the fallout uh, of that story and the allegations that were put forward um, in the original report, which were, you know, somewhat alarming to read, frankly, uh, about the effort to dissuade her from filing formal charges about, you know, being misled. It sounds I mean, the, the implication was intentionally uh, for the express reason of, you know, insulating the the basketball program from undue criticism and potential repercussions in terms of on court performance. And that is something that, you know, is, you know, a bit of a, a, a red line uh, when a program decides to cross it um, for, for many, many people. And what triggered the story yesterday was, you know, uh, a tweet from uh, an official Vermont university of Vermont account That essentially was, you know, once again, celebrating a person who is at the center of these allegations that we don't yet know the answers to, while the student who, you know, the the accuser is still enrolled, which to me was incredibly, uh, you know, alarming and upsetting to see, to, to, you know, be an undergrad student and see your athletics department um, openly going out of their way to promote somebody who has, you know, is involved in this story is really troubling. And, you know, as I, as I stayed in the piece, you know, they could have very easily just ignored it. You know, if, if this, you know, was a situation where, uh, you know, for reasons good or not, uh, that they just simply don't want to discuss this story anymore, they could have simply ignored it. And they, you know, this, this student graduated at this point, you know, almost a year ago, um, it would have been so easy to just, to just, continue on and try to, you know, hope that they can, you know, ride whatever storm is awaits them. And instead they, they went ahead and and tweeted it. And that for me was so upsetting to see. Um, And it's what triggered, it was what triggered the, you know, for me, the, uh, you know, that I couldn't really kind of stay on the sidelines and stay quiet anymore. Adam Peck joining us here on the Brady Farkas show, WDEV AM and FM and WDEV radio.com. What was, you know, again, the Kendall Ware story is not new. That's almost six months old. What was new to me was your identification of Anthony Lamb as her alleged rapist. And you keep referring to him as the player. You won't say his name. The tweet you're referring to is the athletics department uh, pumping up that Anthony Lamb was going to be playing in a game in the G League for the Canton Charge. Um, I guess the question that I have gotten in the last 24 hours at this point is, does Adam Peck have firsthand knowledge that it's Anthony Lamb, or is this just hearsay at this point from you? Sure. I mean, and you know, there's only so much I can say about you know the people that I've I've spoken with, uh, you know, for for a start. And I also cannot say, you know, at all definitively about whether or not these allegations are true. We don't know. And you know, I think that's that's part of the problem is that there has not been 
uh, at least to my account, any kind of meaningful, um, you know, investigation into the allegations. Um, you know, Vermont has, you know, somewhat um, publicly, somewhat quietly, you know, pushed back on, on the allegations that were first raised. Um, but they have, you know, stood in the way of requests for additional information for documents. I know reporters from the Burlington Free Press have reached out to try to get more information from the university and they've declined uh, so far. And they've, you know, there are, you know, federal statutes that, you know, they are uh, standing behind that say that they can't share information as it pertains to students. Um, but the the reluctance to, you know, kind of pursue uh, the allegations any further is, again, a story unto itself. Uh, what I will say is, you know, for months, you know, people have started to, they've tried to kind of put the pieces together. There were quite a few, you know, breadcrumbs that kind of lead back to, you know, people, you know, within um, athletics and within the, the greater community um, that point in the same direction. You know, in the initial allegation, they refer to a men's basketball star, somebody who, you know, is a draw for fans who people would be disappointed to not see if they, you know, bought a ticket to, to come to a game. And very quickly, the list of potential people who that could be starts to grow very, very small. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when you're down to, you know, two, maybe three names, you know, it, it doesn't take very many, it's very much digging to, you know, start to, you know, again, hear the same name come up over and over and over again. And really, frankly, the only name that has ever been attached to this. And so, you know, to, to the people who have asked the question, I, you know, I can't uh, state definitively that, you know, his name is going to appear in any formal documents. And again, part of that problem is because there might not be any formal documents. And as I state, it's something that I dealt with a lot, you know, seven years ago in the situation with our then athletics director. He was never named in any formal investigation because the people who were accusing him were very deliberately pushed to not file formal documentation. And, you know, when there was pushback, they pointed back to, well, you know, his name doesn't appear anywhere. So how could, you know, how do you know? And then, of course, more subsequent reporting, you know, we heard more and more stories. And, you know, really, that's kind of the, the takeaway here is that it's it's never, ever one single story. Um, the other, there are. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, I was gonna say, the other thing that was new in your article, which I had not seen anywhere else, was that Kendall Ware allegedly met with Jeff Shulman, actually. You know, we had seen in the original Burlington Free Press article that there were meetings with athletic department people that allegedly wanted to cover it up or mislead Kendall Ware. I had never seen Jeff Shulman's name attached to any of these conversations. Um, I guess it's the same question. Do you know that that meeting happened or is that just hearsay? Well, what I will say is that in the original report, um, so there's two reports. There's the one where Kendall Ware kind of came forward and identified herself. The original report was, you know, uh, several months prior when, you know, Kendall as part of a larger, or I say larger, I think it was seven Seven, women. Yeah. From uh, who had come forward to express allegations. This was actually uh, as part of a lawsuit against the NCAA as a whole. And what we learned then in the, uh, in the document, in the formal court document that was filed uh, was the story of an then unnamed America East athlete who, as again, part of these allegations, uh, was met with the uh, athletics director of her school at halftime of a men's hockey game. And that was the original piece that kind of set off everybody trying to figure out who this was, because, again, America East is not that big of a conference and many schools don't have uh, hockey teams. And so, you know, already right off the bat, it started to narrow down who which school potentially is involved here. Um, 
so that is where the the allegation about the meeting with the athletics director, like Jeff Schulman, in fairness, wasn't named directly, but was the athletics director at the University of Vermont at the time and remains there now, um, you know, at a men's hockey game. And so, you know, that's the, the that information was pulled from the lawsuit directly. Again, this predates Kendall coming forward herself. But uh, I mean, unless the her, you know facts of that uh, allegation have changed, that's where that came from. Adam Peck with us here on the Brady Farkas Show, WDEV, AM and FM, WDEVradio.com. With a story so serious, I hesitate to ask you to, to dole out punishment or speculate. So hopefully I frame this question correctly. Sure. The, the name I haven't seen at all attached anywhere is head coach John Becker. I have not seen John Becker's name at all attached to this. What level of culpability or accountability do you think there is on him if these allegations are true? Uh, yeah, it's, it's hard to know. I mean, again, we're, you know, working off very little information at this point. Um, what I will say is, you know, it becomes very difficult to overlook, uh, the level of knowledge that somebody like a head coach of a program has on something this serious, presumably, you know, if, an allegation was brought forward. And if the details were shared with somebody within the athletics department, and again, it seems like at least the athletics director of the University of Vermont was made aware to some degree of the allegations, it strains credulity to think that the head coach uh, of the player involved was not aware. Um, now, that's not to say that, you know, uh, he knew about anything ahead of time or is involved in any kind of effort to dissuade uh, a formal complaint being filed. We don't know, and we might not ever know. And, you know, I, it's hard to pass judgment without that kind of information. But, you know, we have seen this story play out on a lot of other college campuses uh, in the past. And, you know, what I will say is that we are, I think, in the very early days of, of knowing more, um, you know, again, assuming that there is a concerted effort to, you know, kind of dig into this and um, only time will tell. But I, I, yeah, as you said, I don't want to try to like dole out uh, potential repercussions for for those involved. Um, you know, I, I think I will say that there is already a push by other student athletes at the University of Vermont who have been critical of the way that the athletics director has handled this whole story. Um, so there is some drum beating underway uh, already. Whether or not that reaches somebody like Becker, I can't say. I'll get you out of here on this question. I don't even know if it's a question or an observation or mm -hmm. something in between, but you as a sports fan know this. You as a journalist know this. There is an awful lot of vetting that comes out of athletes when we go through a draft process or a free agent process, et cetera. Are you surprised that, None of this that Anthony's Anthony Lamb's name was not brought to light when we're talking about the NBA draft process or the G League draft process, because there is an extensive amount of character uh, vetting that goes on in those products, in those in those sectors. There. Yeah, there is. And, you know, I do think I mean, it, it does vary. You know, I think that it, when it's a high profile signing, there is a lot of due diligence that is done. Um, but even then, you know, we'll we'll still hear stories about somebody selected in the first round or second round of an NBA draft who, you know, it turns out has baggage that we didn't know about. Mm -hmm. um, I will say at the collegiate level, this is something that I've 
I've been, you know, critical of uh, at Stony Brook, and it's something that is uh, rampant. I mean, this might not uh, translate to Vermont because I know y'all don't have a, a football program, but yeah. one big problem that persists at the NCAA level is uh, FBS level football players transferring to FCS schools for, among other reasons, them finding themselves in the middle of some kind of criminal investigation at their original school. Yes. And those players are almost always able to find second careers and second homes uh, without even having to sit out a year because of trans uh, the NCAA transfer rules. And Stony Brook is, uh, you know, part of a long list of FCS schools that have, you know, opened their doors to players who, you know, they should know have baggage that are associated with them. Just last year, we learned more details about a, a former wide receiver who transferred to Stony Brook and was in the middle of an investigation uh, at his original school at the University of uh, Idaho. And, you know, the athletics department at the time said that they didn't know uh, all of the details. Again, I would argue that that strains credulity in a lot of instances. Um, but I do think that there is, to a certain degree, a bit of looking of the other way uh, when it comes to these kinds of stories. Uh, or oftentimes they will rely on the fact that, you know, there's no hard evidence. That's one that we hear often. Um, so, yes, I do think that big programs do, you know, uh, when they think that there is the possibility that uh, a signing will be more, um, you know, will come with more kind of baggage than it's worth that they will do their due diligence. Other times I think it is an afterthought or it's not done particularly closely because they don't necessarily want to know the answer to these questions. And Stony Brook's guilty of it. You know, professional teams are guilty of it. Almost every, you know, uh, kind of division one or professional sports uh, league is guilty of that kind of um, carelessness, I would say. Um, and it's a problem. Adam Peck, he wrote the article yesterday for brookland.com. We've been talking about it prior. We'll continue talking about it after. Adam, we appreciate uh, your transparency and what you wrote and why. We appreciate your information, perspective, and uh, we will talk to you again down the road. We appreciate it. Thanks so much, Brady. I appreciate it.